to the podcast where we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Mac. <laughs> Sorry. I keep forgetting the intro. Anyway, um, it's uh, it's been a little bit since it's last time. It's been a little bit. And we have valid reasons, which we're going to talk about before we get to uh, today's episode. So kind of it's half and half of uh, a certain subject of uh, haunted North Carolina. And then first part is going to be uh, technically haunted update and a little recap of what, what's been going on. So um, for those who try to tune in, we apologize if you didn't hear us on our live podcast that we did on Valentine's Day. Uh, for those who came, uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, we do. Really do. Appreciate you guys coming out and, um, you know, hearing us speak and stuff. What are you giving a look for? I was nervous. Yes, you were. Yeah, yeah I didn't realize. <laughs> it was our first, well, it was first time in like a long time that I was in front of people. And Isaac kind of had the experience from being in bands and stuff like that. But I, I want to say that was probably the biggest like crowd I've ever spoken in front of. And I didn't realize it was like almost like a nervous tick, but I kept staring like death staring at Isaac. And <laughs> so if anybody watched or tuned into the live and just saw me staring at Isaac, that was that was a nervous tick. <laughs> it was all right. It was it was it was a good experience. Um, it, it felt strange talking while people were eating and playing games because like, I wanted you to pay attention to me. Yeah, but we uh, met some cool people yeah. though. That was pretty cool, and we did get some people that were snarling at us, which was kind of yeah. interesting. Kind of threw us out there, I guess you could say, because um, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but there were some tables that were there because of us and all of that. But then there was also like Valentine's Day goers, I should say, or tip- their typical clientele. Yeah, so. They had no clue what we were about when we started talking about like haunted this, demon that, Bigfoot that, black eyed kids that. And we had this group of people just like snarl. You could just, I mean, you could feel the. They're talking about devil stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but that comes with the territory, so it's all good. But... We live in the South. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I know. But. No, it was a fun experience. We did, we uh, sold a couple stickers. Um, didn't have the damn t-shirts because we couldn't get them in time. Yeah. Um, but we are going to have uh, shirts for sale here soon. And also we have uh, an event in June, you said? Possibly, yeah. We're still working on it, but we're um, working on a, in a neighboring city called Clinton, North Carolina. Uh, which that place I live there is haunted. That was the that was a place that I lived where I would see the Civil War soldier all the time. Anyways, uh, uh, they do they have like one of those like haunted attractions, and every year they do like a halfway to Halloween, um, where they open up the haunted attraction for like a weekend or whatever, halfway to Halloween. So we thought we would uh bring. Some of our merch, but specifically have some that is like a Halloween time preview. And of course our regular merch. Yeah. But also so you guys can have to order them um, our shirts that we'll have. I think we posted about before. Yeah, we posted because we anticipated on releasing them. Like I said, the same time we would bring them to the show. 
but it just did not it did not work out it was like every single hiccup that we could have went through we went through so yeah. yeah even with the stickers like but then i found out i i can make my own stickers which was kind of cool yeah it came out pretty pretty rad people liked it yeah um but one of the uh major things that kind of put us on the shelf was that you getting sick mm-hmm. um kind of reason why we got put on the shelf a little bit is because i uh, got pushed by a demon hey Sorry, that came. <laughs> that came. <laughs> oh my god, that came out of nowhere. Not letting you have secrets anymore. <laughs> if you're gonna be blurting them out before we even get to that point, oh. it's like you give away the ending of a movie before anyone had a chance to look at the first. He couple died. Of <laughs> uh, I don't know why it came out southern either. Get pushed by David. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, for context, <laughs> before we get to the what happened. Um, stupid. Okay, sorry. I'm okay. Summer so down. We we're investigating. Put my pot on low. <laughs> oh my god. You're gonna pee yourself. <laughs> okay. Calm down. Okay, go ahead. It's because it's the first time back in a while and I'm getting giggly. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we were investigating Camp Lejeune, um, which we talked about what we invested, what we were going to talk about what we investigated, but we got kind of sidetracked. Now, we wanted to hit the barracks first. Um, so we went to the barracks on the river to um, go around there and see if we could find stuff because that's supposedly where um, one of the bodies were found that were murdered um, by the guy who killed private delaney yeah suspectedly he he murdered this this person uh raw rasir rajad Rajid. i forgot how you say his name there yeah. was like three it's like rajad something um was the third guy who was found dead near the area where um frank was the guy who murdered him mark fletcher mark fletcher uh uh supposedly killed him because he was the same area so it's, it's highly suspicious that he would be the one that did it anyway so we went to go look around those areas and feeling some dark energies around. I actually pulled more energy from the barracks buildings than I actually did from around the wooded area. But we were making our way around that area and uh, Michael, who was with us, said, you know, I really want to go in those woods. I feel like we were, I'm being pulled to those woods. It's like, all right, let's go. So we try to make our way down this uh, very, not very steep path. It wasn't steep at all. Um, you could easily walk down if it was like even ground. No problem. You could actually, it, it's fine. But the fact that it was kind of used, I guess whoever built the drainage area, because it's around a drainage uh, hole area where a little bit of water is building up. Whoever built the area around the drainage ditch, uh, put these volcanic style rocks, all these holes that were very jagged, all the way down to on the sides of it, on the way decoration or for drainage reasons, but whatever. And we're making our way down. Now, he made it down fine. Uh, but. When I started going down, I noticed there was this uh, long, viney branch that was sticking out that had very prickly thorns. Before you say that, so when Isaac was down there, was going down, me and Jessica actually stayed, his wife, uh, Michael's wife, um, actually stayed up top because I was getting ready to go down and like my guides chimed in or something chimed in and just said, don't. Like that. Yeah, she would have told me that. It was just, and then, and it was just don't. And so I was like, hey, 
I'm going to get, I, I even said, I'm going to fall. I literally told Jessica that I'm going to fall. I need to stay up here. I'm just getting a vibe. And she was like, yeah, same. So. So I was trying to make my way around this long vine that was kind of blocking the path. And every time I tried to move it out of the way, it would catch my jacket. And it literally was threatening to tear it. So I was like, God, God dang it. So I noticed that there was, the, there was a rock that kind of looked big enough for my foot to step on near the drainage area. And I thought to myself, if I, this rock moves and I, I slip, it's basically my boot's going to go right into the, all that water. So I'm like, I hope that doesn't happen. I never one pictured myself falling forward. The only thing I worried about was falling into this water. But I did step on it, and yes, it did move, and I thought I was going to fall into the water, but I didn't. What happened is I fell forward, which didn't make any sense. I tried to catch myself before I actually, you know, ate it into the rocks or basically rolled into them. But there was a little tree um, that was in front that I actually reached my hands out, and I caught to stable myself after my knees hit into the rocks. So basically, knees fell into the rocks, and I fell forward. And to catch myself before, basically, you know, my face fell into the tree, I caught myself and stopped myself. In the motion of doing that, my tricep on my right arm uh, felt like it was injured. And I never felt this pain before. And I was extremely worried that I tore it off the bone, like I tore my tricep. Um, but I was moving it. It hurt, but I could still point. I could still move my arms around. It just kind of hurt. So I was like, okay, it might be just a bad strain. But... I was out of action for the rest of the evening. There's no way I could have done anything, so we just headed back to Michael's house. Um, we put some ice on it and stuff like that, and we said, I'm way too beat up to my knees hurt, for one, and then my the, my whole entire arms. So I was like, yeah, we can't. I can't do any more walking. I'm done, so we sent a call it a night. Um, arms swelled up. I couldn't put weight on it. I literally couldn't push myself out of bed. I was like, I don't know if I can go to work tomorrow. I had didn't. Next day I woke up, I couldn't. It hurt worse, or it didn't hurt worse, but it hurt too much to do any kind of work. So the next two days it took off. Um, come to find out on the Friday, or Saturday, the swelling kind of started going down, but all of a sudden I had a giant purple bruise above my elbow and below my elbow on the inner part of my right arm. And that told me, because I went to a doctor the day before, and she's like, oh, it might be a, a slight tear or a heavy sprain because you're still mobile and you have your arm and we took x-rays and looks like everything's fine. So I was like, okay. So, but I noticed, because I'm a big pro wrestling fan, when pro wrestlers tear triceps, they tear tendons in their knees or their, their pecs, there's always this purple bruising. And the most evident is from the match Cody Rhodes had with Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell where he wrestled with a torn pec and you see all this purple and dark like blue and red around his entire pec area so i was like oh so that's what a torn pec looks like or torn muscle my tricep area looked like that so i was like shit i must have slightly torn it not teared it off but enough that it tore enough to swell to cause that kind of bruising which i still have a little bit it's better now you can barely see it but it's still on my arm and we we're thinking back to the point where everything happened and I didn't think of this at the moment because I was in so much pain. But it made no sense for me to fall forward. And a little snippet, too, to add to that. Before, you know, like when I was standing on top of the, the area, uh, something like kept dinging in my head to take pictures. Um, so I was taking pictures as it was happening. And... Uh, like before and you could see the before pictures and I don't have any of Isaac actually falling because I didn't actually see him fall I heard it like I heard like dum dum 
right? And so I took photos before and like you can see there's no way that Isaac, like Isaac was good. I was trying to get photos of like the trees to make sure there was nothing like around them or whatever because the spirit box was getting kind of hot when they were going down there. But yeah. So basically what happened in a sense that uh, I realizing that I was pushed. The only way for me to fall forward is to be pushed. So something waited for me to be distracted enough that I slipped. And in the moment of me slipping, pushed me forward. So I would literally fall forward. And I, I suspect this thing was trying to kill me. But all I did was tor- uh, tear, slightly tear my tricep on my right arm. Same right arm that would be used to take this thing out. And that's the thing, too, is like I'm always the prime tar- target when it comes to being put. Well, you know, because you always have to grab things. Yes. Um, And the fact that I halted and said, no, I'm not going to go down there. Makes you think, would I have been the one to have been pushed? Or, like, did it say, like, go after you because one of us wasn't there? Because Jessica, who was with us, who was up at top with me, she was looking at her calf later that night. And you could see almost like a handprint on her calf. Yeah, because the next... This was the night before the show. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, the whole show, I wasn't using my right arm um, the entire time we were there. But arm, my right arm basically just swelled up. It didn't get that purple bruising until that Saturday. But, no, I most likely was pushed. And this is the first time in the three years we've been doing this that anything got that close enough to do any kind of damage or even touch me. We've come encountered a lot of things out in investigations, but never has anything ever got close enough to even touch me. So this is the first time anything got that close. And it waited for a perfect moment where we were distracted 100%. Because I was worried about cutting my jacket on the vine. And then I worried about getting out there safely without, without like slipping into the water and getting my, my, my boot wet. You were concentrating more on what was happening at me at the moment. So we were both distracted by everything. So it found the right and only perfect moment to actually physically do any kind of damage. Well, that's the thing, too. First off, I will say, based on my opinion, from the spots that we've been on Camp Lejeune, in my opinion, I think New River felt worse. Yeah. New River felt bad. Like, I was very uneasy compared to what I was on Camp Lejeune. Like, on Camp Lejeune, it feels like... Like, there's bad stuff, and there's, like, shadow things and stuff, but, like, I, I feel kind of in control. When I was on New River, I was, like, a little bit, like, Ugh, but I wasn't feeling anything, like, directly. It was just overall energy. Like, I felt like I was constantly looking over my shoulder, constantly kind of looking around, things like that. So, there's a definite distinguish, and New River is the Air Force, right? Yeah. It's around the air station, yeah. Yeah. Um. So... This whole incident extremely pissed me off because I'm the one who's supposed to be untouchable. I'm the one that's never supposed to get attacked, yet this happens to me. So I've already, Mike from Unknown Paranormal, he, he, he's already heard what, exactly how frustrated and pissed off I am about this whole thing. And I have been counting the days till I'm well enough to go back there and deal with whatever did this. Yeah. Yeah. With vengeance. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the thing that's kind of crazy is we were getting kind of 
we were getting there and and that's the thing too michael even said because he said he saw it before he like it happened to isaac like he was almost at the point where he was getting ready to turn to isaac and say hey be careful but it happened so fast like by the time he saw it already happened yeah but but like tony stark i never make the same mistake twice yeah. So we have figured out a solution to prevent this from happening in the future. Yeah. And I think one thing, too, we've kind of theorized about base almost is it's kind of like, I don't know, for me as like somebody that obviously feels energy and stuff like that. To me, it feels like certain spots have veils over them. And I'm not quite sure if they're put there by specific people or if it's just happens to be there over time. But I feel like the veil makes it almost like camo for dark ent- entities. Like it makes it almost harder to distinguish. But if I had to give a use this as a PSA, <laughs> um, and also a warning to would be investigators, investigators are doing this right now. Uh, careful and always be aware of your surroundings, especially in situations that cause something bad could happen to you, and you have to make a like say you're climbing through certain windows, climbing over places, going places a little dangerous, be careful. Because if the guy who is known for taking these things out, grabbing them with no cause, and never gets touched, got pushed, anyone can. So always stay on your guard, especially out in locations, and make sure you're well protected. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Yeah. Okay. I was basically going to say the same thing as you, so that's why I was just like, oh, I'm just going to say yeah. But no, I'm on the mend. Um, I still can't. Um, well, I, I'm get able to get my elbow up so I can push myself out of bed because I usually sleep on my on the right side of the bed. So that's why I use my right arm to push me up to get up in the morning. Um, it's getting better. And then I kind of can pull a towel, like kind of dry my back in that position. But I can only pull with my left. I kind of uh, my right. Put it to you this way: <laughs> when it was swollen, you couldn't even see the bone, like the pointy bone of the elbow. I couldn't feel my elbow like I had yeah, cushion over it. it and then. I was comparing it to the other one, and I was like, Isaac, <laughs> this is like triple the size. And I took, I have pictures. So, okay. But um, you want to post them? <laughs> yeah, I could be Injury. like, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's it's doing better. It's it's The bruises are going away, so you can't really see them anymore. And I'm able to pull. I'm able to do things. We actually had a few uh, cases that we had to do. Um I think I cleared out a couple of houses and then um, uh, Mike from the paranormal had me clear out an entire, not clear it out, but pull from an entire building that's about the size of an insane asylum, but it's kind of, uh, it's, it's been left abandoned. It was going to be used for like malls or like a, a marketplace. So it's it's huge. It's four stories. And you, you think it's a college, I uh, meant for like a college dorm or like a, like a, uh, a police station or an FBI building or a CIA. it's huge. That's what I'm saying. And he had me pull from it. So, I mean, if I can pull from that, then I'm, I'm doing pretty good right now. Yeah. But enough blabber about um, what we shit we've been going through for the yeah. last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. um, but hey, on to the, today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about some haunted locations that we've discovered around here. Uh, one, they actually went on a family trip. Yeah. Stuff you experienced there. Uh, one that I want to talk about that I never knew about that we're planning to investigate. And actually, I was there earlier today. Near there, anywhere. 
um, is over by Cherry Point in um, Havelock area, where it was this beach that, according to the guy I talked to who lives there now, and he did he loves history, so he looked up on the history because he found when he was, excuse me, when he was hiking in that area, he found old buildings abandoned all these places like what was here so he searched the history and come to find out that in the 50s there was this um amusement park or like casino kind of place that was uh, adult-esque and at the time was blacks only but uh i forgot what year it was when eisenhower reagan i forgot which president not reagan it wasn't reagan it was before that it was eisenhower (laughs) then i think i forgot what president reagan was in the 80s yeah Whatever president basically kind of ended segregation across the mm-hmm. United States. Basically said there is no more segregation of any kind, mm-hmm. right? Whatever president said that was around that time. And the uh, the place obviously had to let white people in again. But I guess it led to the demise of the whatever company that was there or whatever place that was there or whatever the, the place was because it basically got abandoned and forgotten about. Um, but it's place we need to investigate because uh you remote viewed in there what did you come to find out um from the energy there there's just like a lot of like leftover just there's some stuff there yeah uh, i don't want to say anything because like I, I want proof to prove what i'm i'm going off of but i i i do think there was some deaths that occurred there that may have been intentional yeah because Coming to find out, there's a lot of places like this that are either lost to history or totally forgotten that are around North Carolina North Carolina area. North Carolina, I was about to say North Carolinian, Carolinian <laughs> area that are very haunted that no one ever remembers or cares about. Um, everyone always thinks about the major places. But this is one that obviously is was a part of history, but obviously just got forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we can jump into kind of where I went. Yeah. So recently, and you guys can go online, or not online, you guys can go on our Instagram and see it, but I went on a family trip to a place called Bath, North Carolina, and I believe it's right past Washington, North Carolina, close to Greenville, I believe. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half away. And it's one of those spots that uh, Blackbeard uh, lived in for a while. Um, just like, you know, Beaufort and stuff, he also lived in Bath and it's got a lot of historical homes. It's known as one of the oldest cities in North Carolina. I think it's the oldest city in North Carolina, but they have a lot of historical homes for anybody that's been to like, there's a specific spot, um, in North Carolina called Newburn. Um, and that's about 45 minutes away from us. It has a ton of historical places, but unfortunately, if you're not like kind of in with the historical societies, you really can't paranormal investigate. So um, then I'm very open to that. But this place, I feel like is as way smaller in population and is very, very quiet. Like we went in the middle of the day and it's like super quiet, not a lot of cars. Um, but we went downtown to the historical um, area and we went the first spot that we went to was this church. And it was built because the, there's not a lot of paranormal activity that's specifically like out there, I guess you could say. I mean, there's speculation of stuff, but going that far back, 
um, to like the 1700s and stuff like that. I mean, there's got to be something. Plus with Blackbeard, I'm sure Revolutionary War stuff, Civil War, like there's got to be something kind of around, you know? So going there though, however, I kept getting like, I mean, there's certain spots around our areas that you could just like, you almost could feel like Civil War energy. Like, I don't know how to explain that, but like, the imagery that I get psychically is a lot of the Civil War and stuff like that. But for some reason, going there was a lot of, like, revolutionary settlement, like, that kind of kind of energy and, and visuals and stuff like that I was getting. But we went to this church first. Um, I had a cemetery. And the church is open, so you can walk in. I don't think you're allowed to take photos inside. That's why um, I didn't see the sign until afterwards. But you can actually Tough. go. You can actually go inside. Um, of course, there's like cemetery. There's a the statue there from like 1562, I think, um, of some reverend. And then, like I said, you can go inside. Peaceful. There was some. Uh, I turned the spirit box on, and it told me particularly uh, like go to the right, which would have been inside the church. So we go inside the church. And there was this little closet. I don't know why this closet, but it drew my attention immediately. Anyways, there's plaques inside. And one of the plaques says, because it's got like original flooring, it looked like. Um, and it said that one of the reverends from way back in the day, actually, they think is buried underneath the floor. That's interesting. But like I said, not crazy energy, not energy where I'm like, okay, something. You know, it just seemed peaceful, like some of the cemeteries we've been to before. Nothing per se bad. Um, for whatever reason, like I said, the, the closet was like a focal point for me. Anyways, we leave there and we go to what is known as the Palmer Marsh House. Um, and it kind of like went between a bunch of different families, but it, it was from the 1700s. I mean, it looks, it literally looks like it popped out of Salem. Didn't really feel anything crazy there. Um, and then from there, we went to uh, another house called the Bonner House. That one was interesting. Was it Bonner or Boner? Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> funny because when I was making the TikTok video, I kept, I don't I kept, it's Bonner. But anyway, so we went to this. And uh, for anyone visiting that area, if you actually go to the visitor center, you can go inside. They have like tours and stuff, but we didn't know that till after the fact. Um, but I definitely felt energy there. It wasn't like anything bad. Um, it was just, it was just like maybe some residual stuff. What was interesting is outside of the house, they actually had a kitchen, um, like an outhouse type kitchen area. And that's where, like, when I was looking into the windows, I was really, like, I'm staring at people. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and and other than that, from that house, there wasn't anything crazy. But then we went to, like, the visitor center. We did the whole tour of the museum. And then we found this other house called the Van, Van Der Veer. I think it's how you say it. Van Der Veer House. Um... And that one, at the top of the windows is what really was like, I felt like I was being watched, like from the outside, like somebody inside was watching me. Again, not like crazy bad energy, just like typical like ghosts and spirits and stuff. Um, and when I look back at the picture in 
one of in the far left window you could see a face but then the far right you can see a woman that almost looks like mary poppins is the best way i can describe what she looks like Mm -hmm. and she's like looking out towards me which i found that weird because i was by myself when i took that picture so but that's not the crazy part so like i said i mean definitely you could feel like the time, if that makes sense. Like it's just very old downtown and a lot of that energy. But we went to this hiking trail. These like really nice, like grade A hiking trails. And uh, it's called Goose Creek Park is what it's called. It's way before um, you get to all these historical homes. And so we went and um, it's a really cool spot. And my dad was like, ha ha ha. There's two trails that have a historical cemetery on the trail. And I was like, what? That's crazy. And he was like, yeah, let's go. So we go on the longer one. It says on both, but apparently it's not on both. It's only on Live Oak, which we didn't go on. But we went on this trail and I think I've mentioned it a couple of times on here, but I feel like my young, my brother, that's the older one, they're twins, but the older brother, he sees things. And he was hanging back with me because, of course, I was trying to do a spirit box and stuff like that because we were on, on, like, land that didn't seem very, like, that was untapped and cemetery being around. I was like, oh, I'm going to take out the spirit box. Anyway, so I'm just, like, kind of fiddling with stuff. And he, he comes and hangs back and he's like, hey, I feel like somebody's following me. And I'm like, oh, really? And so because I started feeling that energy, too. When we start walking and all of a sudden he notices this pine cone like it in midair. He's like, whoa, Megan, watch out. And so it wasn't like the pine cone dropped. It was like somebody threw it at me. And so I was like, all right, now I'm, I'm now I'm turning the spirit box on. <laughs> and so over the spirit box, it was talking about the cemetery. It even said that we were going the wrong way. This is not the cemetery that this person in particular died suddenly and that uh, darkness is contained here um, and that it can't leave because of its family, like their families here too. And so uh, when we get to the end of the trail, realize that, oh, there's no cemetery on this. Because I even told my dad, I told him what had come through. I was like, if we get to the end of this trail and there's no cemetery on here, I'm going to start believing the ghost from now on. Because it literally told me this is the wrong way. We got to the end of the trail, realized it was on the other one. We look, and sure enough, it's in the middle of this trail. But this area, there is a lot of junk. Like, you can feel it, like, just on the edge. You definitely feel, like, people watching you. Even, like, the water that's there, it's a little swampy. It just feels off. It just is weird. I don't know how to describe it. Um, But I thought that was interesting because I feel like people go there to hike. You can obviously see there's people there that are specifically there to hike. Like, hikers, you know? But... I don't know. And the the kind of cool thing, I don't know if they allow you on the trails at night, but you can actually rent cabins, spend the night over there. And I was like, ooh, on my list. So just putting that out there. 
But that comes to show you, if you're listening and you like like investigating and stuff like that, you never know. Because you would think, oh, those historical homes have got to have something. Or that church has got to have something. It's old, you know. Because it, it felt very like out of those movies where it's like she's a witch burner you know like witch. yeah exactly it literally like those buildings look like something out of like salem massachusetts or like old-timey new england style um i say good samuel it's a good glorious morning yeah exactly yeah. something like that yeah um but yeah, there wasn't any crazy energy down there but it was the random walking trails and the the historical like the cemetery um, headstones or whatever f- uh, on the walking trail dated back to like 1800s. So that's the thing is like, okay, they did all this. They do a lot of burning, like controlled burning. So it makes you think what else maybe they messed up graves that because there was only four plots apparently. Uh, no, four known plots and like three unknown plots. In that little, like... Because literally, it's a trail, and then you have, like, a cemetery. <laughs> the weirdest thing. Um, but it makes you wonder what else did they kind of accidentally, like, touch. You know? Yeah. So that's an interesting spot, so... Well... Yeah. I don't know if I want to travel that far just for that kind of spirits. It, I don't know. It would be interesting. I mean, they did say darkness was contained there. Like contained in I want to know where. Yeah. yeah. And it was definitely, like I said, like the historical homes didn't have that bad vibe, but the the walking trails did. Like you constantly felt being followed. I, I mean, you think about it, whatever spirit that was had enough energy to throw something. Like it was thrown at me like somebody was in the bush and just threw it. Like, hey, look over here. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And it wasn't like malicious, but... Oh, we know what malicious is now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isaac's experience. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> so, another place that is actually local to us, we mentioned it in the show, kind of. Like, I didn't go into great detail about it, but um, I originally said it was Beulahville, but it's Kenansville, which is kind of, what is that, like 30, 40 minutes away? Mm. Going more into the country. Um, There's this place called the Country Squire Inn. And there's been quite a few teams that have investigated it that are local. I know uh, Port City Paranormal investigated it way back a couple years ago. Um, There's been multiple, like, articles about it. Like, our state, um, only in our state covered it. Some other places covered it. But it's called the Country Squire Inn um, and Restaurant and Winery, I believe. all three of those things and the owner um basically died and they believe in another person that uh i believe the owner was a waitress that worked there when the owner owned it but it was a huge dream for the owner like to own a restaurant that is like that and they believe that basically he never left his spirit is still there um, there's been things like dartboard, um, like darts going off on their own, um, just random things like voices, footsteps, things being moved, like that kind of thing. From what I gather from like interviews from like the staff and stuff, there wasn't anything um, necessarily bad. Uh, a lot of the teams there got a lot of EVPs. 
So if you're in the area and you want to go check it out, um, you can actually eat there. So yeah, yeah, which is weird because I've heard of that place before, <clears throat> and it's like almost uh, kind of reminds me of like a log cabin. But for whatever reason, I because I, I've looked at the article that talks about the Country Squire Inn consistently, and it didn't look like what it looked like. Now it's it's weird. It was like a like a time not time warp thing, but like I remember looking at it and it looked different. And now that I see it, it's like I don't remember it looking like this at all. So I don't know what I saw. I don't know what that was, but does that ever happen to you? I mean, it looks nothing like what I saw. It was like an old. What I saw was like an old, white looking, like colonial building, and it's not that at all. Sometimes. And it's weird. So I don't know if I just am seeing that, but I remember looking at the article that said that. So I don't know if that's like my psychic abilities playing games with me or what. But, um. Well, you see things as they might have were, not as they are now. So you might, like, psychically see what was there before. And that's the thing is, like, I'm. It's almost like one of those Mandela effect type of things. Like, I've tried and tried and tried to go back and find um <clears throat> like what i saw but i can't and i'm like i know what i saw i could like literally if i wanted to type it into ai and recreate it but i don't know i don't know what happened to it so hope you're not quantum bleeding like i was i hope not because that <laughs> that kind of freaks me out yeah listen to the uh Multiverse episode, way back when we recorded, if you wanted to know what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a story. I don't know how... Okay, this is kind of an off-the-rail story, but I thought I'd tell it just because it's creepy. Um, so I'm a fan of Reddit. I go on Reddit all the time. I like to hear stories, um, especially when we were doing Camp Lejeune. That was like one of my main spots. And there was a story. Um, I have to actually look it up. Um, but if anybody else has dealt with this, cause I thought it was interesting because, um, you guys know how I've talked about that dream where like I was in a hotel and I saw that lady at the end of the hall with the TV reflecting off of her brushing the, the porcelain doll with no eyes. I said it's a scene right at Annabelle. Minus the TV part. Yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> golly. Anyways, you're getting over cold. I know. Um, but there's this guy that was telling this story and it wasn't super long ago. Um, and again, it just adds to the weird factor of this area. Like what is going on? And anybody in top cell is probably going to be like, what the actual hell are you talking about? But there's a story that this guy was telling, um, him and his buddies actually decided it was like one of those long weekends. And so they decided to go to Myrtle Beach, which is typical for people in this area. You know, Myrtle Beach isn't too far and it's it's a good, like, touristy kind of area. Anyways, so he and his buddies from the base decided to go to Myrtle Beach. Anyways, they returned sooner than they thought. And so they decided not to go back on base, but to take a detour onto Topsail Island, which is closer to us. Um, it's about like 30 minutes away tops, I think, but they decided to stay the night at the beach. Basically, they didn't want to go back to base for obvious reasons. And so they decided to pull over to this 
hotel. From what they described, it was sounded like more of a motel than a hotel. But it was two like two stories. And they pulled over. The driver said, oh, I'll go check us in. You guys stay in the car. I'll see if they have rooms, whatever. So the guys are waiting in the car. And all of a sudden, they see this guy completely, like, his face is, like, white at this point. He is freaked out. So he comes running back and is like, no, we can't stay here. We got to go, guys. We got to go. Like, I'm not staying here. And so the guy that wrote the story was like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, ain't nothing going to scare me. You know, like that kind of attitude. And so he's like, no, man, this is like horror movie level stuff. Do not go in there. And so the guy was like, eh, whatever. So he goes immediately to the second floor. Right. Nobody was in the lobby. So he goes straight to the second floor. Now, for anybody that knows the surrounding beach towns, especially like places like Topsail and Surf City. um, I don't remember the year this happened, but it wasn't like super long ago. You know, they're beach towns. So there's off seasons where there's not a lot of people. And so he goes to the second floor and he says all of the rooms are open. Like all of the doors to the rooms are open. And he says he sees one at the end of the hall with the tv like the tv light showing and a man just sitting there at the end of the hallway in the in the room and so you know he's like all right this is weird but he still goes he's like sir excuse me (laughs) excuse me sir and nothing the guy's still just kind of like you can hear him kind of like chuckling at the tv and stuff And I get it. There's weird places in the South. I'm going to let you know that right now. I've been to a lot of those weird places. And there are some weird people. I get it. Hey, kid, you want to come see a dead body? Oh, no. No, I have. You know what? After this, I'm going to tell a little bit of a funny story to give a little bit of a relief for this one. But um, so he goes like, sir, sir, and nothing. And so he goes up to the man and he taps him on the shoulder. and He's like, sir, sir. And he said the guy turns around and he says face. He says there was a face there, but it was almost like the guy was faceless and just grunted at him. And he said he got a total fight or flight feeling and just booked it out of there. And they left. They didn't even stay the night. Which hotel or motel it was, I don't know. Um, Like I said, kind of these hotels kind of come and go because it is a beach town and it survives on like summer tourism and stuff. So I don't know. But whatever hotel that is, I want to go to. <laughs> Yeah. Motel. And like I said, there's weird people. A funny story. You want to know about a funny story about weird places and weird people? So we would travel a lot from Texas to North Carolina, like during summers and stuff. Who's we? Uh, like my family. Okay. Right? When we first moved to Texas and stuff. Not me. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, nothing against people from Mississippi, you know? that if you're from there i apologize it just i think it was this one random spot mississippi and we just went there anyways my dad had a knack for going to really creepy areas like if i mean like horror movie level and i remember we had to go to the bathroom so bad it was obviously a long trip and so my my mom uh was a little bit freaked out the fact that the bathrooms were like outside of the gas station in like an outhouse. But I remember I had to go so bad. I was like, oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to hold it to the next city or whatever. So I remember I went and any girl knows, you know, you can 
basically squat to avoid touching the seat. Anyways, so I remember I was in there doing the thing, um, and all of a sudden, this cow head came through the bathroom stall. I remember we told you about that. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? And I remember I screamed, and my mom ran in there, and she was like, what the heck? And all of a sudden, she just hears, I don't know why I'm meowing. That's weird. Moo. Shazoo. It's a European cow. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, my mom was freaked out, and she said from now on, like, my dad would not be picking the spots. I remember one time, too, coming back, I never knew what a glory hole was until... I went into a Mississippi bathroom. Why is there a hole in the wall? Yeah, that was my exact thing. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, anyways, that was a side note. Just a little bit of a comedy relief after that, I guess. But some other places that North Carolina is known for. So one spot, or one place, I should say, that... uh, these are kind of some not so known areas. Um, so one thing that one spot that I would like to investigate that they don't necessarily allow people to investigate. And I think and you immediately feel the just like residual energy. It's it's a it's a fort. So it makes sense. Um, but Fort Macon in Indian Beach. I think it's Indian Beach. Yeah. Yeah, but it's pretty fur, far, far, farther out pretty there. Pretty fur over there, to yeah. Take a but people have reported. There's like reports of seeing ghostly apparitions, um, phantom cannon fire, like the typical stuff that you would hear at a battlefield. Um, I know we did the spirit box one time inside there when we were just visiting because it's it's free to visit, right? Yeah, yeah, free to visit, um, and you can hear. I mean. It, there was some stuff coming through that made a lot of sense. Um, and there's specific parts of the fort that are freakier than others, I would say. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, that's one if anybody's in the area. Um, apparently in... Which I feel like every city has like a hitchhiker legend. But there's actually a road going to... Whatchamacallit? Going to Richlands that has a phantom hitchhiker ghost on it but that's kind of typical around this area i feel like even base has it like the phantom jogger Mm. that everybody sees um fort fisher in wilmington that's another one wilmington i think is one of those cities that um it's not only cool to kind of go to but it's definitely got a lot of stuff apparently there's a spot um in between we were told multiple times about and I have to kind of do more research if we can even get there. But apparently there's a private air airstrip that used to be part of the base that apparently a lot of planes go down on. And there's been a lot of deaths, like private planes and stuff like that. And that's the one thing that we're finding out at this area in general is that a lot of deaths, a lot of like history, a lot of murder type situations, they don't get reported at all. And um, I didn't know until I started digging like way deep, you know, a lot of the people in this area, you know, are constantly asking questions like, why is my house haunted? Why are these places being haunted? 
I want to know. And there you go dead end after dead end after dead end until you talk to the right people and you find the right websites that are kind of like hidden and talk to the right people about the history and you find out, oh, there's unsolved murders in this area. Like Piney Green, uh, you know, there's there has got to be people that are experiencing stuff in their home. Only people in Jacksonville know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you're in the area, Piney Green, like apparently, Piney Green. What is that park? What 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 is Piney that Green? It's a road that apparently a lot of bad things happened that don't get put out there. So if you're if you're in the Piney Green area and you live and you have stuff happening, look at the history of the place. Yeah. Look at the history of the place. <laughs> but. I mean, obviously the web, I don't think you can do investigations there anymore, but the web memorial library that we talk about all the time, that had a plethora of stuff. That was in Moorhead City. Yeah, there's a lot of haunted places, but um, places we're yet to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to do a lot of investigating around this area. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing, too, is like a lot of how the podcast is going to flow from now on, later on in the year, is going to be places that we actually go. And, yes. bring you, and bring you stories from our own experiences. I think that wraps us up. Yeah. Here. Uh, next few episodes coming out. What's the next one coming out? So the next one that's coming out. I know we've we, we've forgotten to mention what the next episode is from the last couple episodes we've done. Sorry, we've just been spacing on it. Um, but we're now back to the old formula. So what we're doing the next time. So the next one is one I'm excited about. Oh excited about is uh remote viewing yes we're gonna dive into some things that isaac has learned kind of like the scientific things that the government studied on and then my perspective yes because you are a very talented remote viewer yeah yeah and uh who knows maybe maybe we'll test it out on the episode kind of already did on the alaskan triangle one. yeah but i, I want to go someplace interesting or go to someone's place and tell them what's there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just, I just that I know I well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, well yeah, remote viewing and uh, we're, uh basically it's going to be about Megan's perspective and also what I learned from uh Joe McGonagall. And if you know anything about remote viewing, he seems to be like the OG um when it comes to remote viewing. But uh, we'll talk about that in the next one. Um. As always, guys, you can catch our social medias at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shaw Six on X, Hidden the Shadows Podcast Two on TikTok. Our links to all our social media, always you can listen to us at HiddenShadowsPodcast.com. And as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes.